Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. I am your host, author Denise M. Walker. I'm the founder of Hope in Christ Ministries. Here at Hope in Christ, we are healthy, overcomers, purpose, and we maintain an eternal perspective. Let's open with a word of prayer and we'll begin today's show. Father God, we thank you and we praise your name, O oh God, for who you are, God. We praise your name for your word, God. We thank you for your word, for the washing and cleansing and the transforming power of your word, God. We thank you, Father, for those that are listening. We pray, Lord God, that your word will penetrate our hearts, O oh God, and that we will draw near to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome back to today's show. Today's devotional is titled, What the Bible Says About Yokes. What the Bible Says About Yokes. So today we're going to talk about the word yoke. We've been talking about in the previous um, devotionals, we've been talking about different words that are used in the Bible that are powerful, that if we study them, we can, you know, understand more about the Lord. And so today we're going to talk about the word yoke that's found in scripture. And the word yoke means something that is spitted on the neck of an oxen for the purpose of binding them um, together. Um, traces by which they might draw the plow. So they're bound together. Um, oxen, so picture large, large oxen, and they're bind together for a purpose. Um, it's a curved piece of wood that is around their neck. Um, also, um, we see here in the definition um, that it's a yoke. Um, yoke, which properly means a staff, or as in the revised version, a bar. So something that goes around the neck. Um, the figurative way of talking about it has to do with the word bondage um, or affliction or subjection to something or coming to under subjection. So let's remember that term subjection, coming under subjection to something. That's a very, very important word. Um, and also that a yoke um, denotes servitude. So um, serving being able to serve, um, the yoke causes you to serve. All right. So those are the meanings of the word yoke as found in the Eastern Easton's, I'm sorry, Bible dictionary, um, is notated on the Bible study tools.com website. And again, yoke is something that goes around the neck of oxen, um, that binds them to pull the plow and they're basically working um that causes them to to have no other choice but to obey um and it's another word for it is a staff or bar and also it denotes figuratively bondage severe bondage to be specific affliction or subjection to something and also, it can be used also in the New Testament as servitude, serving, serving um, something or someone. So, we're going to look at the key scripture that I love so much, so much, so much. Then we're going to look at some other scriptures that also use the word yoke. So, the key scripture that um, I have, um, and I'm reading from my Hope in Christ 
website where we have devotionals and I've written some many, many um, of them. And this one was from actually 2015. And so I use Matthew 11, 28 through 30, and it says, Christ says, and I broke it apart. He says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. He goes on to say, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. My burden is light. So that's Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. So let's break this particular scripture apart. And I've done that um, in the devotional that I did previously. So in this particular scripture, Christ says, come. He's saying, come near, draw near to me, follow, come, draw near to me. All you who are weary or tired and are burdened down or overloaded. So that's what heavy laden means. And he says, I will. He didn't say I might. He didn't say I could. He said, I will give you rest. And here the word rest means refresh you. So he says, come to me, the weary, those that are weary, those that are burdened and overloaded, come to me. Come near and I will give you rest. I will refresh you. Then he goes on. So that's an action. He says, come. That's a, that's a verb. We know that means to that we have to do something. Then he uses another verb. He says, take. He says, take. So here, take means to lift up, raise up, lift up. So if we're lifting up what well, he's asking us to lift up, we're putting something else down. So he says, raise up or lift up my yoke, my yoke. And remember we said a yoke causes you to um, subject or causes one to serve or come into bondage in a negative connotation. So he says, take it up, take it up, raise it up, lift up my yoke. He said, upon you. He said, take my yoke upon you. That means put it on, rest it upon you, and learn, increase your knowledge of me. For I am, not I might be, but I am meek, which is gentle, and lowly, which means humble in heart. And you will find, or you will meet with, So when you take on my yoke, when you rest it upon you and you take off the other burdens, the other sins, the other, everything that has you burdened down, he says, take it upon you and you are definitely, it is so that you will meet with rest for your soul. Not for your, it didn't say for your body, it said rest for your souls. 
your soul. You'll see the feelings, your desires, your affections, your heart, your soul. You will find rest. And then he says, for my yoke, my burden, my what well, that's what the meaning of the word yoke means, burden, bondage, um, as in causing you to come into subjection again. Um, he says, my yoke is easy. It's fit for use. It's good. It's pleasant. My yoke is pleasant and my burden, my load that I get cause you to carry is light. Is light. So I love Matthew 11 to 28 through 30. So many times in my life, even recently, God has just continued to give me Matthew 11, 28 through 30, because sometimes we get so burdened down um, with the cares of the world, with everything, with, with people and, and the things around us. And he's saying, no, no, I need you to put down that yoke. I need you to pick up, take up, lift up my yoke and rest upon me. But he said, the first word Christ says in this scripture is come. So in order for us to be able to get a hold of his yoke, we have to come. We have to come to him. This is so important to the times we're living in because we're working, working, working our fingers to the bones. And not only that, that's the physical thing, but but people are so yoked with sin, so yoked in bondage that they don't realize that they need the yoke of Christ. They need to release it. They need to lay it down at his feet and come as he says. He says, come. He says, come near. That's what the scripture means. He's saying, come near to me. You're tired. You should be tired by now. I, I, I When I was out there in the world, not that I'm perfect even now, but when I was out there, I was tired. I got to a point where I was tired. I was tired of the club. I was tired of, you know, all of the stuff I was doing. I was tired. And I remember, I never forget I sat in this place. I went to the club for the last time um, with some family members. And I sat down. I sat at a table. And I just sat there. And I looked at the people dancing. And I just looked around me. And I was like, why am I here? Because I was tired. And in that moment, Christ was saying to me, come. Come near to me. Take my yoke, learn of me, grow in knowledge, increase in knowledge of me. He said, you'll find rest for your soul here. And so I did, I did, and I still do. I I seek to come closer to Christ because I know I felt a yoke of sin. I felt a yoke of bondage in my life, a yoke from wanting to please other people and wanting to, you know, just do all this other stuff. The yoke of physical yoke of feeling like you're working your fingers to the bones and, and and you got to pay all this, you know, this and that and taxes and everything else and, and how unfair you feel like things are. He's saying, come. Christ is calling us in this hour to come 
to him. We are living in such wicked times, such wickedness in high places. The Bible talks about more wicked or spirits, um, that um, many will be lovers of themselves rather than lovers of God. That's in, in God's word where it talks about the times of the end. We are in that time. And Christ is saying, come and take my yoke. So I started thinking like, okay, why is there a yoke? Why is Christ using the word yoke? Well, first of all, it was the time, the time that they lived in was the agricultural time. But not only that, we can picture two calves being yoked together and they can't move. They're controlled. And so we understand that a yoke is something that holds you in place. Like you can't move from it. And he's saying, my yoke that I'm going to give to you, it's going to cause you to serve me. It's going to cause you to come under subjection to me and who I am and and my power and, 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 and my anointing and my authority in your life. And so um, that's one of my favorite scriptures. Now we're going to look at some other things about the yoke, what the Bible says about the yoke. The yoke, the yoke, causing you to come into servitude or subjection to someone or something. All right. So then we go to 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 16. And in 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 16, it says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. But what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. So he's saying don't be unequally yoked. So we can be equally and unequally yoked. So he's saying those that don't believe in him and don't believe who he, who he is, what do we have in common? He said don't be yoked. Remember the definition of yoke. Don't be yoked. Don't be um, fitted together. And also causing you to be um, come under severe bondage or affliction or subjection when you're yoked with someone who does not believe. So then they can influence you because you're going in the same direction. You're tied together. You're yoked together. So it could cause you to um, come into subjection of what they might be saying. And so the word of God is saying, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers it is very specific i love god's word because the the word is not you don't have to think about it it is specific and his word goes on to say for what fellowship has righteousness righteousness those standing in right standing with christ in relationship with christ it is it, nothing having to do with us as making ourselves righteous but christ making us righteous so he's saying that what fellowship does righteousness have with lawlessness the righteousness of christ with someone who is out there doing whatever it is they want to do because they won't come under subjection to christ so that's second corinthians 6 14 through 16 and then 
there's another scripture that I found very, very interesting, which is Galatians 5, 1 through 2. So in Galatians 5, it says, It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. The Bible, the Bible talks about um, sin being slavery. So a type of slavery. So it's in whomever you obey, you're a slave to. So if we are obeying Christ in righteousness and walking in relationship with him, then we're slave or subjected or servant of Christ. But if we are um, subjecting or coming under subjection to the yoke of sin, then we're slaves to sin. So the word says again in Galatians 5, 1 through 2, it was for freedom that Christ set us free so that we might be free. See, because Christ didn't take my yoke, but his yoke is easy. His yoke is freedom. His yoke just keeps us um, on the right path to walk in him. And it says, therefore, keep standing and um, standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. And then in in verse two, it says, behold, I, Paul say to you that if you receive circumcision, Christ will be of no benefit to you. So he was talking again to those in um, Galatia and he was talking about, you know, being bound to being slave to the, the laws and everything there at the time. So being told that you had to be circumcised to be saved, to be of Christ, um, um, delivered in Christ. And that's not so um, because the word in, in the New Testament talks about circumcision being of the heart, cutting away of the the former things and walking in newness of life in Christ Jesus. And so that's what he's talking about here. Don't come under the yoke of slavery of trying to keep the law when Christ already fulfilled the law. Um, So that's Galatians 5, and that's 1 through 2. And then we have one more, which is Colossians 1, 13 through 14. And then in Colossians 1, 13 through 14, the word says... For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So let's break this apart just for a moment. It says, for he, God, has rescued us from dominion, the dominion of darkness, and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So the reason why we have to take on the yoke of Christ, we have to put on Christ, we have to walk in relationship with Christ because he and only he can rescue us from the dominion of darkness and bring us into the kingdom of God. He can only he can do that in He's, his flesh was the only flesh that that could save someone's life from sin. Um, and so it says, in whom we have redemption. We're only redeemed in Christ Jesus and our sins are forgiven. So we must take on his yoke. And so I just, that that's pretty much what I wanted to talk about is the yoke. The yoke of the world. 
that has so many people bound. Drug addiction, molestation, fear, money, desiring money above God. All manners of things. All manners of things that have people yoked. And we go back to the scripture again in Matthew. I just feel it in my heart. Christ saying, come to me. Come to me. His yoke is easy. His burden, any burden that he might have, the load that he gives you to carry is light. The world, we live in a fallen world. We live in a fallen state. But Christ came to set us free. And the word goes on to say that whom the Son set free is free indeed. Whom the Son set free is free indeed. So we don't want sin or just the physical aspects of the world or just different things. Our family members that that are not in Christ. We don't want those things, those people or anything else to become a yoke. And it causes us to come under servitude or subjection to it and not to Christ. Because can I share something like with in my heart of hearts? I had to do just that. I felt like I was yoked. I was yoked by fear. I was yoked by rejection. I was yoked by lack of believing in myself. I was yoked by wanting to please people to get people attention to want them to you know to to you know see that I'm just who I am but I had to take that yoke off I had to take off that yoke and I had to come and put on the yoke of Christ because I was heavy laden. I was burdened down. I was overloaded and I needed Christ to refresh me and I needed to lift up what he had, his power, his authority. I needed to lift up Christ's yoke and I needed to learn and come grow in knowledge of him so that I would know that that's not what he desires for me. The word goes on again to say that we will find rest for our souls. Our souls can be burdened down. Our feelings, our desires, our affections, our heart can be burdened down with the world. We're trying to please people. We're trying to get people to love us. And I'm not saying a spouse or anything like that, a girlfriend or boyfriend. I'm saying family members. We can be burdened down with those things and and people in general. And Christ is calling for us in this hour, in this day, in this moment. He's calling for us to walk in our purpose, to grab a hold to the purpose he's placed on the inside of us and run to him, run in him and not look back. Don't look back trying to figure out why. Like for years, I tried to understand God. Why? Why do I feel so burden down. I never told anybody. I would talk to Christ about it. I would talk to the Lord. I Sometimes I would just weep 
And I know that those that are listening to me have felt some of the same things. And Christ is saying, I can, I can, I can set you free. I can take away that bondage. Because you weren't equipped to carry that bondage. I say to those people that even God has laid on your heart to write a book. Um, I'm also an author, but not not just, you know, highlighting that, but helping you understand that purpose is on the inside. Whatever God has put on the inside of you, don't let people yoke you to the point where you won't do anything. Because we're, we're trying to please individuals. And he's saying, lay that down and come to me. So I just wanted to, again, stop for a moment and talk about what the Bible says about yoke, yokes. Um, so we want to be yoked with Christ. We want to be, we want to take on Christ's yoke so that we can come into subjection to him and serve him with our lives, our hearts and our souls and not man and not sin and not all this other stuff but come into subjection to him. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your loving kindness, your tender mercies, oh God. I pray, Father, for those that are listening to this podcast episode, that they will take the yoke of Christ. They will take your yoke and learn of you, Lord. So that their yoke might be made easy. And every burden be laid at your feet. For you are all powerful. And you are the one that can carry it. Father, I pray for those that are sick. I pray for those that are um, burdened with fear. Or burdened with anything that's not of you, God. I pray that they will take it off. Take it off and place your yoke around their necks. Father, I pray, Lord God, that they would know you and the power of your resurrection. I pray, Father, that your will be done in their lives, God. I pray, Lord God, that they would surrender their hearts to you and take away the bondage from their lives. Thank you, Lord, for those that are listening. I pray for your healing. I pray for your deliverance. I pray that all is well as they come to you. I thank you for who they are. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences Broadcast. Please, please, please support um, uh, my writing ministry by you purchasing one of my books that um, God has blessed me to write, which is Representing God, Taking a Healthy Look at the Holy One of Israel. It is a youth journal, and it is um, on Amazon. It is $8, or you can email me for a um, copy, an autographed copy of Representing God. Uh, my other book that came out this year is Hannah's Hope and um, the script, which is 
a part of my writing ministry uh, where I coach others, other aspiring Christian authors to write for the glory of God. And so the script is new and Hannah's Hope is also new, but um, the script is very new. Um, It just released a few weeks ago and it is um, a a workbook that walks you through the process of getting your vision written. And so if you want to write for the glory of Christ, please, please, please grab a copy of the script. Um, also found on Amazon, it is $10. And also Hannah's Hope is as $10 as well on um, Amazon. Hannah's Hope supports um, the... Um, stopping of child abuse and so it is a youth novel but it addresses um, the truth about child molestation and abuse and helping our young girls and women to overcome that image um, because we are the image of God and so our true identity is found in him and so thank you all for um, supporting my ministry my writing ministry and um, you can follow us on um, Instagram, Facebook, and also on Twitter. And you can also um, listen in on a podcast on different, many different areas as well. Um, there is also a Hope in Christ YouTube uh, channel that you all can check out. And, and you can join the Hope in Christ book club. That is found on Facebook. It's a Facebook group. So thank you all again for tuning in to Open Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. Continue to walk in your true identity that's only found in Christ Jesus.